What is up, Movie Trivia Shmodown fans? Welcome back to A Certain Point of View, our weekly show here with Brian and Jake as we cover everything going on in the Movie Trivia Shmodown. We are on show number eight. That is right, show number eight in our series, and uh, we are very excited about it. We are back to talk a lot of good stuff. Today, we don't have a ton of matches to talk about, obviously, with everything going on in the world. Uh, we only have one match a week now, and so we're going to have to come up with new ways and new things to talk about things, and today we have done that by doing some dream match slash dream team scenarios. Um, things maybe that we have seen in the league that we want to see more of, or you know, this player teamed up with this player, or this, mat- or this team playing this team, um, but we are going to be talking about that a little bit later on the show, but first we're going to be covering... The latest match in the Schmodown, which is the Pride versus the Butcher Boys. We have seen um, who's the boss versus the Odd Couple, but we're going to be saving that for next week. Not just because of the one match a week, but because of um, a little bit of things that have happened inside the match that could lead to a much larger conversation. So, um, for now, that's what we're going to be doing. But before we get to that, let's talk to my co-host, Brian. How are you doing today, man? Good. We just finished watching... uh... The odd couple who's the boss match. And that reaction, that reaction will be up on Friday, by the way. Yeah. Um, it's funny because I feel like more stuff came from and is going to come off of the one we're going to talk about today than yes. the one that's definitely more important and bigger 100%. than this They kind of coincide with each other. Um, who's the boss and uh, odd couple, obviously the bigger match. But I think it's because the pride is like the beginning of it all. It like starts this like downward conversation of like what's going on essentially yeah and the stuff that came from it probably yeah. gave it an extra elevation of importance so yeah cool all right well let's go and start with the pride guys um the pride versus the butcher boys we have ben goddard versus rachel Sil- ben goddard and rachel silvestrini versus Vinny mancuso and owen mugen um we have seen both Ben Goddard and Rachel Silvestrini before. Silvestrini has this is her third season, so she is the vet in this match. Um, but we've seen Ben Goddard before, obviously in his singles match versus RB3, where he did take the victory. And if I'm not mistaken, he took the TKO in that match. Um, that was the first match of the first studio match of the year, so I'm not 100 percent sure on that one. Um, but we have not seen anything from Vinny Mancuso or Owen Mugen. They're brand new. They're for the dungeon. Kaiser's uh, one of Kaiser's teams, and. Um, so we weren't really knowing what to expect here, but uh, I will say this. Both of them started off very strong, right? They came out on fire as a 15-14 round, um, but Ben Goddard once again had a perfect round. He is two matches in so far into his Smodown career. Uh, obviously, he works for SEN. He works behind the scenes on the show, and so he knows the ins and outs of the show. But playing under the lights is a little bit of a different story, and he's two for two in perfect rounds in games so far. That's a pretty big deal. And he's proving himself to be not just like a lethal rookie, but a lethal player overall. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the level of of Tom when Tom was playing with video Drew in the the Looney Bin. Like, guy wasn't missing, mm-hmm. and people were like, "Who is this? Like, this guy's on fire." And I don't think I mean, obviously, he's not probably getting the hype that a Looney Bin type would have but he it's known he's not someone to be messed with now at least in my opinion i mean he hasn't missed in two rounds in the two first, first rounds two yeah. first rounds so i mean if you're not taking that seriously that's a mistake on you at this point 
So, I mean, you haven't been able to assess a weakness because he hasn't missed a question. So, yeah, if you're sleeping on it, then it's not going to not going to look good for you because he's he's on a tear, an absolute tear right now. Yeah, and uh, we had talked about it way back when the draft happened. I'm trying to scroll through our doc here. Here it is. Um, we had talked about how, because uh, we, we were at the draft, uh, luckily, and we were able to see kind of how Kate Mulligan and Grace Hancock kind of went through this draft process. Um, and they happened to get a massive steal in the fifth round with Rachel Silvestri, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we were not expecting her to go that low. There were dozens of other players taken before. We were sitting we behind were shocked. Them, like, you're shocked multiple times going yes. oh here's Rachel not Rachel yes here's Rachel and we Rachel. couldn't believe that she had gone as far as she did and she's had the bad luck of the draw ever since she's entered the league right um, she's had two partners who she's had to carry the load for and kind of be as she mentioned on backstage this past week um, she had to be there emotionally for the team and to kind of bring them back into the games yeah. um, and she's proven herself in individual or singles, I should say. She took John Roker to the wire last year in the tournament, proving herself as a singles player. And so we knew what she was capable of. But little did we know that Ben Goddard, who was drafted the following round, would have been the ultimate steal of the draft. Kate Mulligan walked away with two giant steals, two rounds in a row for fifth and sixth picks. And right now, yes, Paul and Tom are... The bread and butter of the den, right? They're the team that everyone wants to see. Mm-hmm. They're the team that everyone expects to be there. As a backup, you have someone like Rachel and Ben together who seem to be clicking on very, very high cylinders. Yeah. And Ben, who has proven himself constantly in multiple categories, but Rachel, who's so vastly different than he is, proving herself constantly. The pride looks like somewhat scary, and they proved it throughout the match. Yeah. I mean, they. I mean, it's not this. I mean, I wouldn't say it's the same level of caliber playing. Uh, who was it? Deep thirteen that they played. No, uh, Paul, Paul and Tom played deep thirteen. Yeah. yeah. Um, compared to Butcher Boys, mm-hmm. but they're the winning team on this faction right and now. And they walked away the TKO. Yeah, and we'll talk about it. So I mean, and, and they were solid throughout the whole entire time. So it's. They're, you should be on notice for them because they might be like one of those, like they don't look like they're going to be a powerhouse, but they could end up sneaking away into this thing and be a team that a powerhouse sleeps on and they're going to knock them out. 100%. So, it, I mean, if you've got someone that is not missing first round questions and Rachel, if she's not missing around a point in a round she's probably only missing maybe one or two at most they're they're not someone to be treaded on lightly and i think they showed it and uh i mean their knowledge is so different from exactly they complement each other in opposite ways they they if one knows goes right the other goes left but they come back together because they they fill in each other's gaps and not a lot of teams do that a lot you see a lot of these teams where they're they're the same kind of strengths and they're just super strong at it but when you have a team that is strong in this side and strong in this side and work together that's the most dangerous combo because they can pick up if they get out of that first round they can fill in each other's 
questions that the other one doesn't know. And they did that in the second round. Yeah, they they really did that in the second round. So they they went into round two with the with the lead. They had one point thanks to um, Goddard's perfect round pull uh, with the Scarface uh, quote. Um, so they ended up uh, spinning first. They decided to spin first in the in the second round, and they spun Adam Sandler and they decided to keep it, which a lot of people probably wouldn't do. Um, it's a very different kind of category. It's something that we don't see very often. Um, and now that we know that they can capitalize on it. It can be considered one of those strengths. So they went six for six, and they had three one-pointers and three two-pointers. So they split it right down the middle. Um, they did exactly what they needed to do during the round. Um, they got their points. They went to multiple choice when they needed to. And they didn't allow any steals, which is the big thing, obviously, because they only had a one-point lead up until this round. Um, and so spinning Adam Sandler uh, on your first spin and choosing it is a big deal because it shows that your knowledge is so different compared to a lot of other competitors. I don't know very many competitors that would land on Adam Sandler and be okay with sticking with an Adam Sandler. Yeah, it's funny because when I first saw that land on, I was like, oh, no. Yeah, because you had them, correct? Yeah. I think you had them in the match, and you went with Adam Sandler. Yes, yeah. yeah. And uh, I, it's funny because like, I was like, I don't know where this is going to go. And I actually ended up getting a handful of these questions right in – so were they. It almost was kind of like if you just watch the movies mm-hmm. once, they, mm-hmm. they they weren't, in my opinion, the most diff- – like when I saw Adam Sandler, I thought they were going to be pulling like – It feels like the most multiple-choice friendly category. Yeah. Because if you hear something, you're like, okay, that's it. Yeah. So, I mean, in no way am I saying they got like an easy category because – who knows where that could have gone? Well, a lot of his movies are service level. Yeah. So, so um, yeah, they it, they landed on a category that, in my opinion, that you kind of took a gamble on, mm-hmm. and the gamble paid off. So, I mean, yeah. yeah so, so they, they walked away with nine points on their round. They went up um, twenty four to fourteen. So they had a ten point lead going into this, uh, going into the Butcher Boy spin. Who ended up spinning Scarlett Johansson on the first round or first spin, which you called. Um, and then they ended up re-spinning and landing on the category that I thought they were going to land on, which was Kevin Smith. So they ended up going Kevin Smith. But unfortunately for them, that is Rachel Silvestrini's strength Bread through and, and through. That is her go-to. If they, if it's ever on the wheel and they spin her spinner's choice, Ben Goddard's been like, you go for it, girl. Yeah. And she proved it in this round because the Butcher Boys go three for six. They get six points, three two-pointers, but they allow four points in steals for the pride. Two one-pointers, one two-pointer. Obviously, the two-pointer being the controversial one for the Star Wars question, uh, which we will talk about at a later date or possibly even here. Uh, so after round two, the Pride had an eight-point lead, 28-20. to 20. Um, 28 points after two rounds for, for that that's team. Insane. For that debut team, yeah. that's big time. That's that's a that's a end of the game for a decent team. Mm-hmm. Not not a first time ever playing, not knowing how well you I work with this partner type team and well just put it this way if they if they had gotten a chance to get all three of their three third round questions they would have had they would have broke team records with 38 points yeah that's wild 38 points in a match that's crazy that's that's almost perfect almost almost perfect almost perfect and yeah they it she like she didn't even have to think about those kevin smith answers she was just literally like that's the answer Mm -hmm. that's the answer that's the answer. And she, you could tell because she was ecstatic when it landed on that one because she knew if they stumbled, she was going to get those points. So, uh, I mean, 
And that again goes into the category of look at Goddard. Goddard probably wouldn't have known those, but she absolutely knows those. And that fills in a gap because now if that's ever on the board, they know not to touch Rachel with Kevin Smith mm-hmm. at all because she's going to nail it. Yeah. And I mean, and Ben can relax because now if they ever land on it, they can take that one and he can just coast. So, I mean, like, it's scary. Like, they're going to be a scary team to come up against. Just 28 points by two rounds is insane. Yeah. And obviously, that that's helped to uh, some steals. Yes, that, that's helped with some steals, um, which definitely put that in their favor. Um, but let's talk about the Butcher Boys for you for a second, because I, I feel like even after watching this match, I'm still... I'm still like in the unknown with them. Like I really don't know where they are as not just as a team, but as individual players. Because round one questions are round one questions. Like we know what they are. A lot of people who go into a showdown or even us, you know, play alongs, uh, we can get a lot of the round one questions. They're very surface level questions, right? They're not they're not softballs, but they're questions that require just a little bit of thinking, and then you can probably pull the answer most of the time. And so you don't ever get a vibe of of how players are in the first round. A second round gets typically where you get it, but again, they spun two categories that we have no idea if they know about. Kevin Smith, they can probably pull some of them like they did, uh, especially with the more recognizable Kevin Smith movies like A Mall Rats or something like that. Um, they spun away from Scarlett Johansson, so they don't want to do that. But like, what else do we really know about them, right? It's very mysterious at this point. Um, I have no doubt that someone like uh, someone like a Owen Mugen who looks like a movie guy knows his stuff, but I don't know what his strengths are. It's funny because his strength was Star Trek. That oh, sci- it was sci-fi fantasy. That's what it was. You're correct. You're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and what? It, and I don't really know what Vinny's are. Like, does he just kind of know like general movie trivia knowledge? Or yeah, I it just kind of like I almost just got a vibe of like. If they know it, they know it. Mm-hmm. Like that type of like, I don't even know how to describe it. It was just kind of like, you couldn't tell if they knew an answer or not because you didn't know if that was something they were comfortable with. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I just, that's literally the way I like would describe them as like, I don't know. I don't know if like, if they could get really good. I don't know if... They just first time jitters. I don't know if it was the category they landed, got stuck with. It's like, I don't know. Like, I mean, we, we have now, we figured out what the pride's good at. Where like a lot, which is a lot. We know that they can support each other. If one doesn't know one thing, but your boys, I'm kind of just like, Okay. Like, and it's sad because that's kind of almost how I feel like the dungeon has been. I was just going to say that. If Kaiser and the dungeon feel so, they just, they feel like they're outside the circle right now. Like, it's so weird to think about because they have Kevin Smith leading them. But outside of Kevin Smith and an Eric Zipper who has proven himself since he has kind of made this chin. So we don't, I mean, it's so, it's just so like, like where, like where are they? Like they, they feel like there's some like distant void and we don't know who they are, what they're doing. Obviously, they have a video drew with the new Tom, and we saw them play. But again, even during that match and our reaction, we questioned ourselves like, 
okay, we're not really feeling it right. That it's it's a very weird state for them. Yeah, I didn't find myself like loving Dungeon was like one of my favorite things to watch last year. This year, I'm just kind of like the whole faction thing is like thrown for a loop. Yeah, really has the team aspect. Yeah, I'm I'm just wondering what what's going on. I mean, we haven't seen them as much. They've only played, I think, three matches. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've lost all three. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on in that realm, that dungeon, but... <laughs> yeah, every time they lose, Kaiser just says that we're going to lock them in the dungeon with the Smets. Yeah. Like, at some point, for us, that's going to get a little tiresome. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. I, it almost, like... I almost feel like it's kind of just like they just like throwing the book at the wall and they're just like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. And it's frustrating because you have someone like Smets that's like. Was one of the best yeah, in the league exactly. in general. In every, in every, in anything. Like yeah. ever. And it's just like, I don't know. I, I, it, it's funny because it almost makes me just wish that like Kaiser and Smets were their own faction just because what's well, how it was last year yeah. they only had a couple of them they had oyama they had smets and they had zipper right it was just yeah. a couple of them they might have had one or two more on their side but are they brandon hannah as well i believe it if i'm not mistaken i think they just need another almost it almost seems like they need like another name or another face or another leader someone with experience maybe just a match to put them back in like good graces i think well yeah that and i just think i feel like i i need to see someone that has like experience and has been around because you can go on a lot of these teams and each one of these teams for the most part has something like that with i mean you could say smets but smets is relatively like he's still to me almost kind of new like he's not he's not a like a green thumb in any way because he's a champion but like it's it's fun it's he hasn't been around like a a snyder or a Merle or a Roka or something. And each one of these teams for the most part kind of almost have that except for the dungeon. And if they don't have that, their manager is Kaiser's new for the most part. And everyone on his team is. Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of like, and it, it almost kind of shows in a way like, I mean, we haven't seen Smets. Smets could literally come out and just wipe the floor clean. More than likely will. But but that's just one person. Yeah. So I it, I don't know. I, I I hope something gets figured out. Maybe maybe he's got maybe the, Robert Parker is going to be that person that sparks us back up again. If he loses, I I don't know what they would do. So and I I was I wasn't really impressed when they played against a butcher boys playing against the pride. I was just mm-hmm. kind of like, yeah. I walked out of there going the pride is good. Yeah. And completely forgetting the Butcher Boys. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting. I mean, the Dungeon does have a match coming up with Brittany Young, um, who is playing in an upcoming singles match, so that may help them. Um, but yeah, it's... We'll, we'll see. I think that... I don't know if they need to make a change yet. Um, we know Smets, obviously, he, he's there, and if Robert Parker shows up. They do have Adam Witt in the Star Wars division, who showed up against Sean Sullivan. But again, the, the Star Wars division just seems like it's a one, one-man race right now. Um... So, so we'll see. see. I think that, that you know, if if Cuckoo's Cuckoo's mess be able to get back on their feet a little bit and get a match, maybe that gets them back in in the fold. But the dungeon is definitely a giant question for now. I think Video um, Drew needs a stronger partner. 
I think she needs. We, we haven't seen much of Tom yet, or Rick Hong, I should say. New Tom. Um, new Tom. I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'll hold. I'll hold out for that. I'm just saying. In the, I want her with someone that has experience, or with someone. I would love to see her with someone that is like a really like knowledgeable well, character. She she. And it won't, I don't know what the rules are as far as switching teams or whatever, but we know that when she initially, before she even got traded, she said she wanted to be traded because she wanted to be Vinny Mancuso's partner. They're in the same faction, so who knows what the rules are? I doubt that'll happen, but I will hold. Uh, I will hold out be, uh, for Rick Hong because we just we've only seen him once, and who knows what's going to happen. But um, but yeah, that that leads us to our third round here, and so um, obviously them having an eight point uh, differential, they have to answer all all three of their questions to even have a shot here. And the Butcher Boys were able to do their set, their two-pointer and their three-pointer, but they missed the Julia Roberts Mystic Pizza question, um, which was the fish in the car, uh, the five-pointer. And so the Pride walked away with the victory. The TKO, 28-25, uh, to 25, didn't, didn't even have to answer a third-round question. Um, and they walked away with the two points here, which is a big deal because the Finstock Exchange has been out in the lead for a long time. They have a massive lead, and someone needs to start cutting that chase. And it looks like for, for the time being... It looks like it's going to be both the den and the swag kind of nipping at the heels. Um, and so uh, the dungeon definitely could have used it, yes. Um, but they're a brand new team, so we didn't know what to expect. But for the pride and two experienced players, even though Goddard has two matches under his belt, he's been around the league. Uh, it definitely seemed like it worked out the way it probably should have with the pride wedding. Yeah, I mean, it. you kind of almost like got a sense the pride was going to walk out of this like almost unscathed after, yeah almost after the first round mm-hmm. just the way it was kind of going you could tell by momentum they had a little bit more of like a i guess for lack of a better word just a little bit more energy around them like there's a little bit more of like just like a like a shining light around them compared to um the butcher boys yeah and it just kind of like they just seemed like nothing it was going to be one of those things where like you could throw anything at them and nothing's going to stick. It, they're just going to bat everything. And um, it, it showed. It showed in... Uh, yeah, I, I, it's... I, I don't know how to describe it. It just kind of... It almost seemed like kind of over before it even began. Mm-hmm. It just... I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Just... it. I was like... I Maybe it's just Goddard being... Like... He, not being able to miss at this point. It's just kind of like, damn, what, what is going to be the thing that stops that him yeah. and anyone else coming at this team? And it certainly wasn't the butcher boys that day. So, yeah. All right. Well, that concludes our conversation on the loan match for this week. Um, and we're going to be talking about that just a little bit later when we cover our point standings up to this match. Um, and so let's go ahead and get to our weekly topic. Again, this is a new segment we're doing here on the show. Um, when we don't have much to talk about, uh, we're going to be kind of implementing new things to talk about. Uh, and that might be a lot more often than not coming up in the next number of weeks or months, depending on how everything goes in the world. So for this week, we are talking about our dream matchups and dream teams that we would like to see. Things that if we could place and place anybody wherever we want or any team against any team, this is what we would want to see. Um, it can be in any league. It can be real. It can be hypothetical. It can be something that we've already seen that can, we could see again. Um, and so we're just gonna have a fun discussion about it. Talk about a few things. So Brian, I'll let you go first, man. What? Let's start. Let's go and start with. Um, let's just go and start with the dream matchup. Uh, the one matchup that you'd want to see, whether it's singles, intergeekdom, 
team star wars what is on your list my single my 1v1 uh yeah sure uh so my 1v1 that i am and honestly i would kind of be surprised if it didn't happen uh that i'm itching to see is an evil dewberry versus josh mccubia nice it's probably gonna happen i i probably gonna need happen. to yeah. see that i yeah. need to see a nice. corrupted that's awesome dewberry that didn't even cross my mind yeah i i that, that would be so good i i need need to see a corrupted dewberry versus makuga it's good it's good i have to see especially just after that match that, that post credit scene yes yeah. and just how like Shannon's just like digging her claws. Everything. She's slowly digging her claws. Everything. I think any if anyone that you say that to is gonna smile, laugh, and be like, I wanna see that. Just because it would just be so funny seeing those two just knowing how they were and then just this like like I just imagine like Dewberry being like like Mark Hoyt, just mm-hmm. like yeah. This evil do yeah. like Dewberry and just laughing the whole entire time and Makuga just being like over the top, like, come back, come back. Just like I, it's gonna happen. It, it, it's a hundred percent. It's going to happen. happen. Yeah. It needs to happen, and yes. that's the one that I want Love it. to happen. Like I, love I was it. going through trying to think of like dream matches, but like if I could see anything right now, that's exactly what I would want to see. So I had to pick it. And even if it is probably something that is going to happen at some point i it's, i need to see that because i will laugh the whole that'd be great it, in like we said after that post credit scene with uh dewberry's match um it clearly looks like that's where it's headed uh and that's going to be a really fun entertaining match it should it's it should be a main event at a live oh, event like that that you put an evil dewberry versus a, a regular josh McCougan, and it's like People are going to come out in droves for that. Oh, oh my God. Can you imagine? Like, that could be, if you had that as, like, your title, not title match, but your, like, headli- uh, headliner, headliner main, event, yeah. main event, that thing would fill up so easily. Yes. Like, yes. not even just to watch the, the actual, like, point for point, match for match. People are going to want... To just watch that just out of pure hilarity 100%. and 100%. entertainment. Like Makugo will probably bring a keg out on stage. Oh, easily. I I could just see him like throughout this match, like doing certain things, like tempting him, like putting beer out in front of him. I think or, like, I, I think the way that you do it is you have the regular Makuga, right? The bright, flashy, colorful Makuga, but then you put Dewberry in a suit yeah. and he's this evil mustache twirling villain yeah right that's how you gotta do it that or like i literally picture like sith robes where he's literally yeah. just this like over the top but like either way even just i can't stop smiling just thinking about it because that'd be good you know it's good. gonna be hilarious and people are going to love it yeah that, that'd be good i i i love the choice um for me uh so i only did one for each i have a i i picked for my dream match i picked a uh, team scenario, but I just thought of a singles match that I'd love to see, and it has nothing to do with players. I would love to see a Tom Nanino versus Roxy Stryer match. That's I would because here's the thing: if we were going to do have be so, able to use managers, and that was one. So here's the thing: so Roxy is well known for not really being great at trivia, right? She just it, she just kind of blanks. She just kind of blanks. Dagnino just isn't really great at trivia. It could be literally like a three-four game, but just the 
like you had mentioned with the Makuga uh, Dewberry, the hilarity of the match itself, the entrances, the crap talking going on, just everything happening during the match is what I would love to see. And, you know, obviously seeing Roxy first time is that, but how Dagnino kind of operates compared to how Roxy operates, I would love to see it in a match atmosphere outside of just being them on managers on the mics. Yeah, I, I honestly, I've been like thinking about it and really hoping, but it would be very, very one-sided is to see like a manager's tournament. Well, they do, they've done a manager bowl before. I know, but I'm saying with the factions right now, mm-hmm. but... Who's going to beat Sam Levine as the manager? Yeah. It, it's it's unfair. So, but just like, I mean, tell me you could not, you wouldn't kill to see Dagnino versus Roxy. Uh, Kaiser versus Robert Meyer Burnett. Like all these. 100%. Like, 100%. Hilarious. Coy versus. Uh, Jay Washington. Yeah. Or Winston. Yeah. Or, or even Sh- Shannon versus someone else. Kate. Like, Oh my god! <laughs> I might change my. Oh to be my that. god! Shannon versus Kate. Oh my! Woo. That would be hilarious. That'd be great. We need to pitch that somewhere. That'd be great. We should. We should tweet Harloff. We should tweet at Harloff. Harloff, if you're, I'm going to tweet you the show. Kate versus Shannon exhibition match or something like that'd be amazing. You should do. You should do. You should do exhibition matches with managers. You should have Kate versus Shannon and Dino versus Roxy. Like there's two matches right there. See Kaiser versus Robert Meyer Burnett. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. Can you imagine how loud and obnoxious that match would be? For sure, 100. percent That'd be amazing. Be amazing. Oh my god, yeah. that is so good. 100. percent That'd be I would awesome. Love to see that. Cool. Um. All right. Well, let me let me talk about the one match that I that was really on my list. Um, that I would love to see, and it's two my all-time two favorite teams that I've ever, ever seen during the showdown, and that is the Shire Wolves versus the Buffalo Line. Okay. Um, that is, uh, Clark Wolf and Rachel Cushing versus Drew McQueenie and Sam Levine when they were both at their height. Um, to me, they are the two greatest teams to ever do it. Uh, that's because they are my two favorites. Um, the knowledge is off the charts, obviously, and they have both proven themselves constantly. Above the line was cut short because Sam Levine once. He got both titles. He basically just hung it up. I would have loved to have seen what their run was. And I know for you, it's different because you weren't watching when Above the Line was making their run. Um, it's hard for me to decide who is my more of a favorite team. Uh, but just that run that Above the Line had made and Drew McWeeny's rise and Sam Levine's kind of come up and after he had struggled a little bit and the run he went on in both teams and singles. And then you flip it with Rachel Cushing and Clark Wolf. We all know what they did and what they did for the league. Just seeing that kind of match... It, just, it would be instant fireworks. Like I would, the knowledge out of those four players is insanity. In yeah, my that would, that would be wild. Yeah, have you seen any of the above above the line matches? No, I okay. haven't. I actually, I didn't tell you, but I actually just started. You went rewatching. From, I'm nice. From the very beginning, going nice. through everything. Um. So one day I'll get through it all. But <laughs> I have a lot more time now to watch it. But um, yeah, and I've heard of. I've heard of. The stories, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the tales of how good this team was and how good they are and just stuff like that. So, yeah, I can only imagine how crazy that would be. Yeah, if they ever do like a retirement series, an exhibition, or they just do one exhibition match where they're looking Problem to Problem is no one stays in retirement. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, right now it definitely looks like for the time being that all four of them are. Uh, Drew McWinney, his, his work schedule has taken over. Uh, Sam is, is managing... Clark is the commissioner, and Rachel really is the only one at the moment that could really come out of retirement. But as said, um, she's not. 
for but said for, for at least a, for this year she's not doing it. And so if they ever did something like that, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So uh, do you have another one you want to talk about, or do you want to move on to our our dream team ups? No, because my my other ones were going to be the managers. All right. But cool. I, yeah. Cool. All right. Let's go ahead and go to our dream team ups. Um. So my I have kind of like two versions of the same one. Mm-hmm. Um because I can't really decide who I would want on this second person on one of my teams. Um, I would like to see a teams match in inner geekdom. Love it. Of Kalinowski. Kalinow- this might be a little too stacked, but a Kalinowski and Smets team versus either Damon and Rachel Cushing or just flat out Kalinowski Smets versus the Shire Wolves. Just because in Inner Geekdom? Yeah. I would put Mara with Rachel. Oh. Oh, that's even okay, I take that. Or you would flip them and maybe do um Because to me, Dave, don't sleep on Dave. No, no, no. I'm not sleeping on him at all, but he has to prove himself more. Exactly. He does. But um I would I would maybe because I feel like I feel like the rivalry between Cushing and Kalinowski is too strong. You separate them and you do a, a Kalinowski and a Mara versus a Smets and a Cushing. Yeah, I I just more or less kind of wanted to see Kalinowski and Smets on the same team and see how that. You could you could definitely do you can do like a, a battle of the sexes. There you go, an intergeekton battle of the sexes. You do a Kalinowski and Smets versus a Cushing and a Mara and a Kanopic. Right? right? You just imagine that title card. Kalinowski and Smets versus Cushing and Kanopic. Yeah, Are you be, kidding me? It would be wild. And it's a team's intergeekton matchup, which is even cooler. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, that's that's awesome. That that would that would be pretty, pretty cool. Just because I feel like it would be so interesting to see Smets and Kalinowski work together mm-hmm. in this. I almost feel like that might be too powerful of a team because, like, I would, I would take, I would take Rachel and Mara. Yeah, dude, I don't know. I, I because the reason why, uh, actually, I will hold off on that because I don't know if we'll ever see it. But and we'd, we'd have to have a full discussion on this. Um, and I think that what we would do is probably take each of them in their heyday. Correct. Oh, oh, yeah. And so the not not in this current state, but whenever they are at the height of it, we would just basically transport them to that match. Um, I would, I, at this moment, I would probably take Cushing and, um, and Kanopic based on the fact that Mike stumbles a lot. See, that's why Rachel and Mara, when they were both doing their thing, they rarely stumbled. Kevin Smith doesn't stumble either. He had the one stumble with, don't tell Peter, right? That's washed away for now. Um, Rachel and Mara, they may have had their slight malfunctions, but they never really stumbled like a like a like a Mike Kalinowski did, and that may that may if it ever happened may hurt Smets in the long run. Yeah, I agree. That would be great. It would be wild. That would be great. It would be wild to see that. Um. So while you were talking about that, I actually had one more dream matchup that I thought about. Um. And it's something that I hope to see one day, which is always in the precedent of seeing. We've been trying. We've been talking about it for like two years now. Is the Iron Man match between Alex Damon and Sam Witwer in Star Wars? Oh, um, yeah. it, it, they've it's talked about it. obviously Alex Damon has always said that the title doesn't feel heels until he beats Sam Witwer that's clear I understand that so uh, hopefully we see that one day but the one uh, that one was almost too, too obvious. obvious yeah um, so the dream team that I came up with it wasn't a match it was just a straight dream team um, two gigantic well 
One of them's a gigantic ego. One of them has an ego that he doesn't realize. The two completely different players, but they're so knowledgeable, is a John Roca and a William Bibiani. That team together, a team together. Oh my God, they wouldn't shut up. That's what I'm saying. And so they were on a faction once before. They were the five horsemen. Bibiani came on once. He was very short-lived. He left. It was a big deal. That's why they have this this rivalry with each other. Um, But if there was ever... A Shmoyang God saying, hey, you had a chance to put two players together and put them on a run. Kind of like what Anarchy did, right? I would absolutely love to see a John Roca and a Will- William Bibiana together on a team. Because quite honestly, I don't know if they'd be able to be stopped. At the height of their power, how Bibiani plays and how wide range of a knowledge he is. Bibiani's barely stoppable right now. And how Roca is compared with rest- Westerns, biopics. He has a little bit of, a little bit of the inner geekdom love in him, right? That, I mean, just the two of them together would be incredible. Yeah, incredible. Like they're both unstoppable on their own rights. But then you you have Roku and Murrow, obviously, which is right now they could go down as one of the most legendary teams ever. The Beast is with the Kid, and they're proving themselves with Shazam. But just imagine the Beast and the Outlaw together on a team, and how powerful that would be. Yeah, I'm literally in my head scraping through trying to see who I would be able to even put against them. It would have to be Murrow with. Sam Levine, yeah, a Merle with Sam Levine as a uh, uh, a Merle with a Drew McQueen as height, a Merle with a Rachel Cushing, yeah. a Merle with a Clark Wolf. That'd be incredible. I was even thinking like even scraping like Irwin or uh, I don't even know. I mean, a Ben Bateman wouldn't be a bad yeah, choice that, either. That was my other one. Was Bateman? Too. His knowledge is great as well. So, yeah, that would be scary. That would literally be like. How, how do you even beat that? Mm-hmm. And they're two of my favorite players, which is why I did it. Yeah. Um, another one I thought of, uh, which which I don't. I mean, it's I guess it's obvious at this point because we all know. But a Rachel and a Sam Levine, because of how different they're, you know, they they counter each other so well. I was thinking about. I was kind of think, trying to think of like couples that could do this. Mm-hmm. Mara and Dan. That's too good. Like, that <laughs> Mara and there should be an exhibition match of a Mara and Dan versus a Rachel and Sam. Are you kidding me? Holy crap. Are you kidding me? That would be That sad. match would be awesome. Just like a fun like monthly match. Two intergeekton players and two singles players. Woo! That would be there, there's my dream match right there. There it is. That's that that's so your Kanowski Smets Cushing Mara thing. There's mine. Merle and Kanopic versus Rachel and Sam. A couples match essentially. Because that that works perfectly too. Because you can let you have And you you open it to everything. Yeah. Inner geekdom questions that, and that's movie what I mean. questions. It's, it's everything. perfect because you literally have the equals of Murrow and Levine because they're both singles for the most part, singles teams, whatever. And then you go geekdom with Rachel and Kanopic. Dang, that's like almost too perfect of it. Are you tweeting it right now? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm no, no, no. I'm. That's. I, I, I'm definitely going to be tweeting at Harlaf later. I'll, I'll just share the link once it's posted to the show. But I. That's what I wanted to check. Another one I would want to see is a Dan Merle versus Sam Levine. They never played each other. Yeah. Because when Sam was on his run, Dan was retired. And when Dan came back, Sam was retired. They never played each other. Dang. Those two together as one-on-one would be incredible. Oh, wait. You know what? They played once. They did play once. It was after the second Dan had won the title uh against i want to say it was john roca sam came out and challenged him and they played each other but it was it was never a lead up i want to see a legit lead up where they're both kind of like hyping it up against each other that's what i want to see there's some wild mad 
God, that the couples one. Would be the awesome. couples one would be incredible. Would, would be, be so, so fun. That would be wild. Yeah, yeah that'd, that'd be awesome. awesome. Any, Any more off the top of your head? No, no. Because, I mean, I'm, I'm I covered still, all of them. I kind of. I'm still thinking about that couples one because <laughs> I keep thinking like, oh well, you know, egos. But none of those people have egos. Especially if it's just like a fun exhibition match. Yeah. It's just straight for bragging rights. That's all it's about. There's no titles on the line, no point standing, nothing like that. It's just straight for bragging rights. Yeah. That would be, that'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. All of these would be 100%. I'm going to make sure I share this to Harloff. <laughs> or anybody in this room if you guys are listening. Uh, if you guys are listening or watching for that matter... Uh, uh, let us know in the comments what your guys' dream, dream matchups would be or dream teams or whatever. Um, we obviously threw a lot out there, but there's a lot of other players that we did not mention. Um, you can tell that we have favorites, and uh, we want to see favorites teamed up with favorites, but make sure you guys are let us, letting us know. Uh, you guys can tweet at us as well, at ShmoDownPOV. Uh, let us know on Twitter. Um, don't have an Instagram or anything like that. Twitter is the best way to find us, so uh, make sure you guys leave some uh, thoughts down below as well. Uh, all right, Brian, let's go ahead and break down these points, man. Um, cover us in the latest faction report, as they're calling it, uh, up until the Pride versus the Butcher, Butcher Boys match. All right. Oh, excuse me. I'm sitting in the singles division one. Um, <laughs> this is as of, uh, like you said, this um, Pride versus Butcher Boys. Uh, in sole place, the first place is the Finstock Exchange uh, with 14 points. Second place is the Den with 10 points. Uh, third place is Swag with seven points. Fourth place is Rockstars with four points. Uh, and Burning Droogs are sitting in fifth place with four points. Uh, Burning Droogs has played one more match mm-hmm. at this point than Rockstars. Um, sixth, place, sixth place is the Corky Mercs uh, sitting with three points. Uh, seventh place is the Usual Suspects sitting with two points. Uh, in eighth place, it's Corruption, also sitting with two points, but they have played four matches to usual suspects, three. And uh, sitting in last in ninth place is the Dungeon with zero points. Yeah, um, not a whole lot of change since we talked last. Uh, there hasn't been a lot, in, and unfortunately, we're not going to see the plethora of matches that we would have if um, world events had not been going on. Um, I will say this... Uh, Corruption is definitely a little bit of a shock to me at this point. I know that their matches have been focused on with some players that are first time, you know, the Bonnie Somervilles, the Cleet Wiggins of the world. The one win coming from Corruption. They've played the most new, and they had, and then the uh, the the um, Mark Hoyk and Dewberry match. Um, the experiment, if yeah, I'm, the, the experiment, experiment right? And so those are their three losses: the corruption, team corruption, getting the win there, going to the to the title match against the founding fathers. They, and and now I'm literally going through it. They're the, I, I, they've almost played all of their new people compared to yeah. So some of these so, other teams, yeah. And, and so they're definitely a little bit of a surprise down there. We talked about the dungeon. Um, we haven't seen. Uh, much of the usual suspects or quirky mercs at this at this point, which you know, I we revealed that I'm I'm riding or dying with quirky mercs this year, and so. Um, but look, the den and swag. We we talked about this on our very first show. We kind of did like a, a little post draft uh, breakdown. The, the den and the sw- and swag were two of the teams that we were talking about. They had incredible drafts. Winston and Jay Washington, and then. Kate Mulligan and Grace Antock, two teams who have two brand new managers, but advisors at their hand. Um, 
They obviously did it right, and we know what the Finstock Exchange has. They they were given four champions at the beginning of all of it. Like they were walked in with four belts. They were clearly going to have the lead of the points at some point. Um, but the Den and Swag, they're right there. I mean, the Den has proven itself. Right now, they're four and two. That's great, right? Swag is two and two, but they have the points where it matters right now, right? In the Gander Geek Dim is where it's getting it big time. Um, because uh, Winston has Chandru, who is now going to a title fight up against uh, uh, Smets. You know, Rockstars only has the two matches played, but again, she's got the points right now because of Alex Damon and his TKO, if I'm not mistaken, of, of Emily Rose Jacobson. And so um, definitely some weird positioning, but hopefully this everything going on right now kind of cleans itself up because we want to see more matches from these factions. Because if not... It's, it's going to be, be a one, two, three-headed race at the top, and no faction below them is going to be able to catch up. Yeah. Um, I would like to see Finstock Exchange get less matches. I feel like they've, I mean, they played seven to Dungeons three, or Rockstars at this point, two. Just because they're high in the standings. Those yeah. teams, like, you, who's the boss is high in the standings? Damn exactly. world, right? You know. So it just, I mean, if you're going for championships you have to unfortunately play through them which gives them matches and they don't really lose that much mm -hmm. so um yeah i would just like to see that four through nine kind of start kicking it into gear and hopefully the dungeon starts doing something because i would hate to just see zeros for the longest time i agree I agree. So hopefully it starts to even itself out a little bit. But for now, that is where we're at. Um, any final thoughts on everything we talked about today, Brian, before we get out of here? No. I, I'm i ready to pitch these uh, ultimate matches. I know, right? Ultimate dream we'll have to make sure we tweet and tweet and tweet and tweet and tweet all over again. So, uh, But yeah, thank you guys for joining us. If you are listening either on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Google, Spotify, we thank you guys for doing that. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button on the audio form. Um, it really, really helps us get seen more. If you guys want to give us a rate as well, whether it's good or bad, just ratings in general help us shoot up the charts. More people are going to recognize the show and see the logo and everything going on with the showdown. Um, and if you guys are not listening on audio, just search. Uh, you can probably find us via Schmodown or A Certain Point of View. Uh, check us out there on all the audio platforms as well as on YouTube. We live on YouTube as well. Hit that subscribe button, like, share, comment with all your um, thoughts and everything we talked about today. Um, Really, really appreciate that, whether it's good or bad, again, because the more feedback, the better. Um, and you guys can also find us on Twitter, like I mentioned before, at POV. Hit us up on there. We're doing polls every week. We're uh, you know interacting with um, other uh, reactors like uh, Cinefanatics and Call to Action and, and tweeting at uh, competitors and talking to them, and so we're having some conversations on there. We've been really tweeting Star Wars a lot, too. We've been tweeting Star Wars. Yes, we did a recent tweet on some, uh, on some cool Star Wars stuff. Make sure you guys check that out. Got some good responses on that. Um, but for now, that is the show for this week, guys. A certain point of view um, for Brian, for Jake, we thank you guys for joining us. Make sure you guys check us out next week on Wednesday. That's when the show drops on Wednesday. And, um, you know, we're working on some possible guests, and hopefully we have a guest for next week. So, again, thank you for joining us. We'll see you guys next time. Happy Schmodown.